0: Lifetime Hearing Services, the premier hearing healthcare facility of the PD, is so very pleased to sponsor this next conversation with Nicole, my good friend. Sit back and enjoy.
1: About the nonprofit.
2: Um, so we set up the symbol that Gavin sent out, which is supposed to be a heart, um, it has dual meaning. Um, it's a less than three sign. And as I started studying mental health, and especially with suicide, I learned that the majority of suicides are impulsive. Not only are they impulsive, but from the time that someone makes the decision to the time that someone commits the act is typically 20 minutes. Unless there is a gun involved, it is less than three minutes. So the heart that Gavin sent out has a dual meaning with being less than three. Um, So, one of the things I want to do with the nonprofit is I want to provide free gun locks. I'm a big pro-Second Amendment person, but I want to provide free gun locks with the suicide hotline number on it. So if someone is having that impulse and they go to unlock their gun, that hotline number is there. They have it directly in front of them. Um, And I I feel like that's extremely important, especially whenever it comes to veterans, Um, not just teens. I don't think teens are necessarily looking at that, but I think that whenever it comes to veterans, that could save many lives. Well, it's just um, another, the thought
1: of stopping and
2: th- having
1: a chance to reevaluate where you
2: are. We pushed a lot with the saying of tomorrow needs you. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, whenever you're in that, in that moment, if you can make it to tomorrow, you can it's get so through true. that, whether that is just simply going to sleep. Um, another thing that I think that we lack in this country, and one of the reasons we have trouble with youth that are struggling with mental health, is the lack of um motion yeah. is the best way to put it i learned to change an emotion whenever i'm having a ptsd moment um or feeling emotional i have to get up and i either have to i used to say i would run till i'm done yeah. um just to get that emotion out um so we want to create um things that can support individual sports such as skating. Whenever Gavin was struggling, he just hopped out on a skateboard and he would go skating,
1: mm-hmm.
2: running, biking, things that the youth can do on their own. And I wanna go around to cities promoting that and trying to add these or implement these in within the city so the youth have somewhere to go. Um, that is a safe place that they can just get out and get these emotions out. Um, and then we want to address drugs, which is a big problem with um the youth. As as I was growing up, I experimented with drugs and it wasn't uh I wasn't rolling the dice, so to say. I wasn't worried about things such as fentanyl being put in things. Um and nowadays that has become such a tremendous cancer on our culture. Yes. Um, you know, you can't even smoke a joint now without worrying that it's got fentanyl on and how you know, that might be the last time that you do anything. Um, and so it's raising the awareness with kids and letting them know that there's other positive, um, things out there that they can do, um, without having the preaching of just don't do drugs. Um, I tell people, I feel like God uses me in spite of me <laughs> because I'm never the, uh, perfect person to speak up. Um, I don't want to say I take the middle ground, but uh, I know I'm a sinner and I just try to be a better man tomorrow than I was the day before. Yeah, but Brandon, try to that, take makes the same approach. that makes you relatable.
1: That makes you relatable. When we are just trying to be so perfect in every way, that's just not realistic, you know? Right. So being relatable, other people come to the table and listen to you talk about these things and they go, yeah, I feel the same way. Gosh, you know? I did some things, and I just, yeah. you know, I, I just want to be able to guide guide my children, or I just want to be able to to do better. But I don't want to be like, I'm not doing a, I'm not being the best parent. I'm, I'm, you know, this and that. You're letting them know it's okay. We're really in it together, and there are yes. things that we can do to try to help our children not fall prey or victim to some of these horrible things that can happen in life but also still be a teenager and know you can get to tomorrow i think one of my big takeaways listening to you right now is getting to tomorrow because all of us face days where we just think i ah, can't do it anymore our world is so yeah. off the charts sometimes and and you're right taking a walk going for a run getting on your bicycle and knowing that you can get to tomorrow is huge
2: And I, I was raised by a single mother that wanted to make sure that I was not feminine because she was the only one raising me. Um, so I was pushed towards a lot of masculine things growing up, which I'm grateful for. Um, but at the same time, whenever Gavin passed, I was unaware of what had happened and it caused a lot of self-reflection. Um, and I look back, you know, prior to this, my wife had only seen me cry two times in our 20 years of marriage in August will be 20 years. And that was the day Gavin was born because I thought I was going to lose her and him. And then the day that he died. Um, and I have learned previously, I thought that I was less of a man or a weaker man for showing emotions. And what I've learned is that it's the stronger man that can own his emotions and then say, now what? Um, you know, I, am not afraid to cry in public. I'm not afraid to, uh, just be myself. Uh, one of the things I spoke about at the funeral, Gavin was only here for 17 years. Um, and going to the funeral, I wanted to wear his shoes, which I have been wearing his shoes. Every time a significant portion has happened, uh, with his bill going through the legislature, um, But, you know, the shoes that I tried to put on, they I couldn't fill them. And it just made me feel like I'm going I am 43 years old and I am going to be fighting for the rest of my life, trying to make as big of an impact that my 17 year old son had because he owned his emotions. He owned who he was. He was more confident in who he was as a 17 year old than I am as a 43 year old. Um. So I try to whenever I think about, oh, I shouldn't get up there and dance because someone's going to take a picture or someone's. I don't care anymore. <laughs> I'm just me. Dance. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have no shame anymore. I guess you could say. Um, you know, I, I wear it and I wear it with a. Uh, not only that, but I point out my own mistakes to people <laughs> just so. Just to kind of make it easier, you sure. know. Um.
1: Well, I. You know obviously having your son back would be the ultimate gift but you took such a tragedy and have turned it into something that can really make a difference in the lives of so many others and that is so selfless i mean you're to be commended for doing that i a lot yeah. of people would just want to just fade away and never be seen again so I think it's wonderful what you're doing and I know your your wife she's lovely she's beautiful inside and out and 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 together the two of you are are pushing through this with your other two children to make a difference in the world and that's to be commended Brandon that you want to make a difference despite the tragedy that has happened in your life and you have to feel that from others around you when you get up there and dance so to speak <laughs>
2: Um, I don't know. Whenever I looked at it, I can sit there and cry in the corner. I can do nothing or else I can make a difference. Yeah. Um, and to me, out of those three options, there's not but one option. Is it hard? Yes. Um, but I'm not doing it alone. As you said, whenever everything happened, the, the amount of the community coming together. I don't know how parents can lose a child and go through it without the support of the community like we had. Then to go down to the state house and to have the freshmen rally around me. And then that turned into the entire house rallying around then the entire Senate rallying around. I'm not fighting this fight alone. Um, The legislators that wear the less than three sign, they're going back to their home in their cities and people ask them, what does that mean? And it opens up the conversation and they're making parents aware. And that is the point of it. Whenever we set up the, the less than three foundation, you know, our entire purpose is to raise awareness. Um, and the other parents that I'm speaking with, like the woods up in Ohio or the Schafers out in Montana that have lost children as well. And th- those are just two of the family. They're doing the same thing they're fighting um they're trying to make sure that parents realize that this is not a singular incident um the hardest thing is for me to get people to realize is that gavin was not targeted because of me being in politics they just happened to pick the wrong kid um at that time because i'm i am a fighter that's the only way i've lived my entire life and I'm ready to go, but now I'm fighting for kids um, and I'm coming after them. Yeah, so we any can way that I stop can. now.
1: You cannot yes. stop now. There's more work to be done <laughs> and I know that you're going to do it. Listen, I want to pivot a little bit. As a freshman lawmaker this year, now now you move beyond that when you start the next session. Yes. What has been your overall experience as a, as a lawmaker at the state house, um, good, the bad, what you'd like to see different, your you, you know what you enjoyed the most, maybe what you enjoyed the least. What could be done better?
2: Well, that was a lot, right? <laughs> it is. And I don't want to make it too political at all. But right. my views were always I've always been more of a libertarian type person. Yeah. Um, my problem is I thought I was going to walk in and I'm walking into this swampy system of, you know, a bunch of old guys holding up legislation and tit for tat and all of that. I can honestly say I've not seen that. That's that has refreshing. not been the case. That's um, what I have seen is a lot of the people that I thought that were fighting the hardest, the ones that get the sound bites and the ones that are on social media and you think they're doing right, they're typically the ones holding up the process. <laughs> oh, no. You may have good things in front of you,
1: Don't give us names.
2: names. I'm not. My first interview, they asked me what I thought. And I said, I see a lot of virtue signaling and not a lot of virtue. Um, And I think that sums it up the best. Um, But I am seeing as, you know, my bill, everyone came together. There's plenty of other issues that we're not going to agree. Right. But the one thing I can say is we can all sit down and listen to one another. We're not as divided. At least in the state of South Carolina, we are not as divided as the rhetoric is across the country. Um, and That's I think crazy. that if I think that if more citizens can realize that, instead of listening to the sound bites and following um, the news media, I guess the best way I can put it is, we all need to be on the same plane. And whenever you're on the plane, you you don't see anyone sitting on the left wing or the right wing, because that would be stupid.
1: Yeah, we're
2: all on the plane together. Yeah. So we can have our differences politically, sure, and we can all stand and fight for our constituents. But that doesn't mean that someone else is the enemy. We're all on the same plane. Right. Um. So, and our goal is to keep that plane in the air, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, and we're to land safely. The, land yes.
2: safe. <laughs> um, the process moves a lot slower than I would like it to move. I'm sure. Um, there's plenty of bills that get introduced. I've seen, uh, I think whenever I first got there, it was over 500 bills that were pre-filed. Um, so you read through them, but what I would find is I would call legislators that have pre-filed this bill and they have no clue what it says. Yeah. They filed it because someone in their district said, this is a problem. So they just had a bill written and filed knowing that it will never get a subcommittee hearing, but they can go back home and say, Oh, well, I fought for you. Yeah, but there's not anything being done. Well, you know, um, so I
1: sort of feel bad for for lawmakers in that regard. They good ones are really trying to like make the yes. constituents happy, but you know, you can't <laughs> make everyone happy. They're like, oh, I'm trying to, you know, help you out, but um, I'm sure it, it makes it
2: difficult. It that's
1: makes it sure. difficult, and it sort of that sort of thing sort of bogs down the system too, which is what you're you're.
0: I think I hear you saying a little bit. Yeah. Dr. Leslie Kirby, that's me, and Nicole go way back over 30 years. I was just beginning my career as an audiologist, and Nicole was a new news reporter way before she became a beloved news anchor. She has always professionally supported my hearing healthcare practice, and I am so very excited to be her first ever Conversations with Nicole sponsor. You know, that's what we should all do, support one another. And that's just what my lifetime hearing team does with all of our patients. We make lives better and easier with communication so that people can love life, enjoy the grandchildren, enjoy church, enjoy TV, and hear the I love you's that mean so much. Offering the best in Beltone hearing aid technology, as well as providing cochlear implant solutions, we have become known as the PD's premier hearing healthcare facility with having evaluated more than fifty-two thousand ears to date, with national award-winning services, call us for your on-time appointment.
2: And the the pressure, um, you know, no one has told me how to vote on any issue. Good. Um, you get pressure from sides. You get pressure from the people back home that are, you know, hearing a false narrative. I think the frustrating part is the people that support you back home know you and they know your heart. Sure. And yet they listen to someone that's not even from the area, give their opinion, don't even talk to you, and then all of a sudden you're the bad guy. Yeah. That becomes a frustrating factor to me. How do you um, overcome
1: that? How do you overcome that? Because that would be frustrating for me too, I'm sure.
2: I don't know that you do <laughs> overcome it. Pray and um, take a walk? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean... I. Me and this, I would say it's one of my faults. I can be very confrontational. And I, a lot of times I'm confrontational with people that I agree with.
1: Sure.
2: Um, And some people, their personalities don't mesh well whenever I'm like that. Um, So I'm trying to work on how to communicate better without being confrontational with these people. Um, But sometimes I just, I just want to grab them and say, hey, you know me. Do you really think that I would support this or do this? Um, And the hard thing is, is whenever you know that a bill has made it through subcommittee and committee and then it comes to the floor and there is a great amendment that someone offered. It sounds great. But the problem is, is they never took it to subcommittee during the hearing. They never took it to committee and they just proposed it on the floor so they can get their soundbite and to say that everyone that doesn't vote for it is the enemy. And that becomes the problem. So whenever it comes to amendments, I tend to, you know, I'm on judiciary, which is rare for a freshman, first of all, but to have 60% of all the bills go through my committee, I can't keep up what's going on in medical and, you know, military, municipalities. I, I can't, and education. I'm not the expert on that. I think the York County delegation, we do really well regardless of how people want to say, you know, this person's more this way or that way. I think we do really well on understanding that certain people have like if this if this in regards to education, I'm speaking to Ray Felder. Ray Felder sits on education. She knows that inside and out. I'm going to listen to more of her. And I know her heart and I know where what she's trying to accomplish. We're not always going to vote on everything together. But if it's something in regards to education and she spent so much time on it, I'd be a fool not to listen.
1: Well, it just goes back to listening and being open to people that have more insight about different topics and not just saying, well, I just, you know, I don't agree the way you agree. And so I'm just not going to do whatever, you know, Right. open to it. I would think more gets done that way. So that seems pretty smart in my opinion. I
2: have a I have trouble with party politics because of the rhetoric from both sides. It's either you're with me 100% or you're against me. Um and I'm a big believer And if I if I agreed with you 100%, I don't need to do my job. Right. I mean I, I I don't agree with anyone 100%. Ask my wife. She's lucky well, if we say, get 50%. I mean <laughs>
1: Well, I mean, yes, and we won't we won't go into the party lines yeah. and all that. But I, I get <laughs> what you're saying. I'd like to wrap this up with you talking about Gavin's Law again. It is now a law and how in your freshman year it brought both chambers together, had the backing from both parties, both aisles. So as as we wrap this up, final thoughts on Gavin's Law and what's next for you?
2: I think Gavin's Law should be, the way that we handled it should be the way that we approach the majority. You know, you have the big issues, which I consider the forest, the individual issues are the trees. The trees should be addressed the way Gavin's Law was. Um, You know, we started off with the freshman caucus, which was very diverse. We had members of the Legislative Black Caucus, we have members of the Democratic Caucus, the Republican Caucus, and the Freedom Caucus, and we're all coming together on how we can make it work. And as we started going through the process, it was really, it's not a, people might say it's a compromise. I don't believe that. I believe it's truly understanding that we all have the same goal. How do we get there? And how can we make this work? Um, And I think that more laws need to be approached that way. I get a lot of, I get a lot of accolades or credit for doing this. And I can tell you, there's no freshman legislator that can come in and just get something done. It's not about me. This was about us coming together. And it started with the freshman legislators and then it went to the house, but it took all of us. This was not a single man's mission. Um, So it is important for us to work together and to have these conversations. And um, I love that it's allowed it's allowed me to have a different view. And I believe that my views don't always line up with other people, but I cannot ever see where you are coming from unless I can have the conversation with you Mm -hmm. and being able to listen and understand and say, "Okay, what is our ultimate goal here? You know, doesn't matter what the situation is. Look at the ultimate goal. I've got one path. You've got another path. Okay, how about if we combine our past and we reach the destination?
1: Yeah, and that should be the future of of all issues and and uh, bills that come up. You know, in in the in the state house. So, if Gavin could talk to you right now, what do you think he would say to you about his law?
2: Um, I think that he would think that it's very cool that he has a a law named after him. Um, you know, I, I would like to say that Gavin would be proud that we took the tragedy. Um, but I think most of all, I think that he would want to say that he made a mistake and, you know, if he could have just made it to tomorrow. And had someone advocating to share that message that perhaps we wouldn't be having to do this. But sometimes God gives you a Goliath to bring out the David in you. And perhaps that's the situation that we're in and trying to get that word out and to fight. Um, I just wish I didn't have to experience the tragedy. But sometimes things, you know, everything happens for a reason. Um, and that's very difficult. Me as a Christian, it's hard not to be angry at God at times, um, with everything that's happened or to be angry at Gavin. Um, I you know, I whenever I'm talking to Gavin, sometimes I get mad at him because I tell him, I know that he was saved. And now that angers me because I don't have a choice, but to be a Christian, if I ever want to see him again.
1: That's right. Cause he's um, you right now. He's right? looking down and he's going, dad, you're doing yeah. it." job
2: and I, I you know a lot of it a lot of the little things that i do i do it to gain his confidence that he had in aspects wearing his shoes that have all these things drawn on um you know i've got they if you ever listen to him call my name whenever i'm coming up to speak at the state house they say brandon spider guffey And it's because of the Spider-Man stuff that Gavin had, you know, I'll wear Spider-Man socks or I'll wear his, what would Jesus do bracelet or um, his tennis shoes that have all the drawings on them. Um, Just trying to live in the moment. Um, And it's very impactful, especially having a university around there with us to kind of have open up those conversations. And I think Gavin would be more proud about that. Um, But it's not about, this law, as much as, you know, it's it's great to honor Gavin, it's not about that because I feel like I lost the battle with my son. This is about ensuring that no other family has to go through this. And that's what I'm fighting for.
1: Thank you. Thank you for fighting for those that are going through this and may go through this and making a difference I've told you this before. I think you're an extraordinary person. I think you're a very special human being. You have a heart uh, like no other. And I believe that God has put you in the position that you're in to continue to make a difference, to be able to change lives, to be able to save lives, and uh, to keep fighting the good fight in the position that you're in with with your outlook, I think uh, even more laws that will make a difference and will help children, especially children like Gavin, um, will will come forward in the future. So thank you for what you're doing.
2: Thank you so much. It'd been nice for God to pick somebody with a few less mistakes, but uh, <laughs> hey,
1: that's yeah. how he uses us. That's <laughs> how he uses us. Yes. Well Brendan, I want to thank you for being my guest today. It's been, like I said, an honor to speak with you and to be able to share your story. I'm very grateful and I look forward to watching you now and in years to come as to um, the ways that you make our life in South Carolina better and the ways that you'll be making our lives better really across the country, because no doubt the movement that you've started in South Carolina is moving throughout this country. Thank you for what you're doing.
2: Thank you, Nicole. You have a wonderful day.
1: You too. And that will do it for this edition of Conversations with Nicole. Until I see you again, I hope you have a
0: great day. This segment of Conversations by Nicole is sponsored by Lifetime Hearing Services with three locations in Florence, Hartsville, and Camden. Visit us on Facebook and at lifetimehearingservices.com. Until next time, be well, stay grateful, and be blessed.